Welcome to the Root and Remedy podcast, where we discuss all things women's health, hormones, fertility, and body confidence. I'm your host, Vanessa, a woman's health and fertility nutritionist and the co-founder of Root and Remedy Wellness. You can find our courses, free community group, and all other resources at rootandremedywellness.com. So Caroline, now the audience knows why I love you so much and they know a little bit more about your background, your training, your history, but I want to hear it from your perspective. What made you fall in love so deeply with your cycle, with cycle tracking, learning about your body and hormones? Walk us through that experience for you. So I'd say it really started for me when, um, well, I had really painful periods, like not just like, oh, I really bad period cramps, but um, like I was like passing out and like. I, well, I almost passed out at school when I was 15. I was throwing up like, and it went from like, oh, minor cramps to like that level of like just excruciating pain in like not even 10 minutes. <laughs> um, oh my God. And like, even after my parents had come to pick me up, um, the school nurse was like, are you sure you don't want to call an ambulance? <laughs> like I was not doing good. Um, and so, yeah, ever since I like, very first got my period when I was like 12, it kind of just kept getting worse and worse um, until that incident. And so what do they do? They give you birth control. <laughs> like, here you go. This will help. Did the they pain. tell you it was normal? Were they like, oh, this is just the way periods are. Take birth control and you'll feel better. Kind of. Yeah. They're like, like, they're like, oh, we're not really sure why this is happening. So here, this will help in the meantime. Um, which was like, okay, cool. So like no information, no, no digging or anything. Um, but I was just 15, the sophomore in high school. I didn't know anything about cycles or whatever. I just know I have a period and it really sucks. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I was on that for about six years and like just no period, nothing like no cycle. (laughs) Like, and I didn't have any period problems, but people would be like, oh, you're so lucky. You don't have a period to deal with. And I was like, yeah, but I don't really know what's going on in my body. <laughs> so it was like a whole thing. And meanwhile, I still went to doctors because like, am I going to be on this the rest of my life? Like, is like, I'm ever going to be able to come off of it because it was getting worse and worse. And, um, and so I was like, what about like, when I have want to have kids one day? And they're like, oh, we'll figure it out when we get there. And I was frustrated because like, I shouldn't have to be starting a family to like care about my reproductive health and care about my body. So even though I was like 16, 17, 18, like, a young like kid still and like young adult, it still really frustrated me that I kept getting brushed off. And it was like, oh yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, looking back, I probably did have some like decent symptoms on the pill. Um, like nothing like super crazy, but I was also like a teenager, newly developing, you know, figuring myself out and like all those different things. And so that just really added, I think, to that mix. Um, anyway, I came off of it um, almost exactly two years ago, actually, which is pretty cool. Um, and I was like, I, cause I heard a podcast actually from Elisa Vitti talking about, guess what? We have a menstrual cycle and how she healed her PCOS and, um, and how like the importance of like cycle syncing and the different phases. And I was just like, so like my mind was blown. I was like, there's what? (laughs) I was like, I just wanted to stop having period pain. And now I feel like this just like opened the floodgates of, all things like cycles and like my body and um and even though like I have a very different story than she does I it really inspired me that I was like okay maybe I can figure this out you know like I don't know if I can ever completely have pain-free periods because they're so bad but it's worth a shot so I came off the pill um like literally like not even a month and a half after getting married <laughs> which is like usually the opposite <laughs> usually people get married and go on the pill um and so I um 
obviously I'm like my parents are not great at the beginning um but after months of work I was also still in like college newlywed broke like just doing the best I could with what I had um and I was finishing up my degree and I actually had my first complete like pain-free period on my birthday <laughs> um Ooh, like, happy birthday to you yeah it was like the best birthday present I was like man god is so good he's like happy birthday like there was hope like you're on the right track you're doing good <laughs> um like like no cramps nothing like I was so shocked because I kept waiting for like that I guess like the episode to hit where I like go from like zero to ten of like almost passing out the throat like throwing up and like just it's just all sorts of symptoms like diarrhea like it is I don't know I guess like the unofficial term like the period flu but even like by those standards it's like extreme <laughs> but it was like so inspiring to realize I was like cool like this is possible for my body and even though like it's for me like I, it's still a work in progress um and still working like to like the root cause because it's a long-term thing um but even when I have like a difficult period, it is, I still like love my cycle. Like it is one of the best things about like my life. <laughs> um, I feel like it's really helped me in so many aspects of like my marriage, uh, my friendships, um, fa- other family relationships. Um, and even like, I know I've always been like a huge procrastinator and I feel like it's really helped me to like stay on top of things and plan better um, and not try to like fit myself into a box. And it's just like, I mean, I can't put into words like just how much it's like opened up my life and like my possibilities and helped me grow as an individual just by understanding like my physical body. Like there's just so many things I've learned <laughs> like from all the good things and all the hard times I've had like with my period and with my cycle overall. So yeah, I am a huge advocate for, you know, all things cycles now. Um, like as soon as I started learning about it, I was like, I've got to share this with other people because there's just too much and like like I have if I can have one person not have an awful period like me <laughs> like like how do you keep that to yourself you know it's like winning like the lottery or like <laughs> like any good thing it's like how do you keep something that amazing to yourself so yeah that's kind of like what led me to like loving my cycle now um and loving it along the way and not just like oh loving it because it's perfect it's like no like I love it even when it's difficult and like I'm sure we'll talk all about the reasons why (laughs) today. So yes, yes. I think too, it would be doing us all such a service to think of our bodies that way. I feel the exact same way with you. I, for a really long time was like, first of all, I either don't care about my period at all. It's not even something I think about as something I could celebrate. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's only something I could dread. It's like the curse of being a woman, like you get your period. Whereas over time, it's very similar to you in the sense that I learned this information, blew my mind every day learning this information and was screaming it from the rooftops because I was like, guys, what the hell? Like, how do we not know this? How can, how is nobody talking about this? Like, it it was just, I couldn't understand how, number one, we're not taught this as baseline education, Right. right? Don't even get me started on that. But also just there is no there there are very few people in this space talking about how much of a gift it is to have a period to have a cycle how we can be celebrating it more especially because of that whole concept of you don't know what you got till it's gone right there are people women and menstruators who are doing we are literally praying every day for a period you know and if we're a fortunate person to be able to get a cycle have a period it's just every month your body's saying hey girl 
I'm working right. You're doing good. Like keep it up and you can use it. Like we talk a lot on the podcast and our Instagram and everything about using it as a report card. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in cycle syncing as well. And I just love that mindset shift of what if it wasn't something you dreaded? What if it wasn't something that you just discounted and didn't pay attention to? It was something that you went out of your way to celebrate. You went out of your way to understand more and to cultivate a deeper connection to. So I really love that that we're aligned on that kind of mindset. And I just, I don't think there's enough out there yeah. of just appreciating your body and honoring it in that way. Yeah. So I want to start kind of from the beginning. Can you just explain to us, because it's a very hot topic, what is cycle syncing? And then tell us why it's important to know this if you're someone who experiences a cycle. So I'd say like the starting point. So you've got four different phases of your cycle, right? Um, and throughout those four different phases, and honestly like day to day, like I feel like sometimes we break it down almost like too structured where it's like this phase, that phase. But even, you know, early on in one phase and later on in the same phase, it's going to be a little bit different. So it's just understanding that like how your hormones are changing um, and how like what those hormones do so you can work in sync with it. So, um, for example, like after your period and leading up to ovulation, estrogen rises um, and it peaks right before ovulation. And that is what gives us a lot of creativity, energy, um, a lot of like even like more positive mindset. Um, and then obviously, like I said, like a peaks around ovulation, you've got other hormones too, um, like testosterone. And then, um, after ovulation and before our period, we have more progesterone. Um, and we still have some estrogen, um, but progesterone is the highest. It's, I guess, like the dominant hormone. Um, and that's more of like a serious mindset. Um, got more of like a detail oriented focus and things like that. Um, it's kind of like an analogy I like to use is, um, like using cycles we're already very familiar with. So like cycles of the year and seasons of the year, or even like our 24 hour circadian rhythm. So how we go to sleep when it's dark outside and we wake up in the morning, we have our morning routine. Um, and there are things that you just do in the morning and there's things that you do at night and it would be weird if you flip-flopped it. Like if you were to take a class at two in the morning, that'd be weird. <laughs> it's like, why would you take a class at two in the morning? Cause you're going to be tired. You're not gonna be able to pay attention very well. Um, or even like, you know, if you're going to plan a big party, you're probably not going to plan that for like six 30 <laughs> in the morning. Like you're probably going to plan like a social gathering later in the day, just cause that's more in sync and typical, like just how we do things. And that's what feels more natural. Um, so we just do certain things at certain times, like throughout the day. And that's normal. Like we don't think twice about that. Um, but when we have a menstrual cycle, we have the same thing just like on a longer scale. And so there's times where we're going to feel less social. There's times where we feel more social, um, where we're going to feel like going hard at the gym and like burst of energy and a strength. And there's other times where you're like, I don't even want to go. <laughs> And, you know, whether that's our habits, our fitness, our nutrition, um, like every aspect of your life is impacted by those fluctuating hormones. And it will add to like with our circadian rhythm, that's also governed by hormones. So like you're already working with hormonal rhythms without even necessarily realizing it. It's just more paying attention to it and realizing, okay, cool. I have an additional like rhythm going on and how can I work with that too? So I will say like, a lot of people, I think their hesitancy is like, oh, it's just one more thing to track uh, track and keep up with. And like, that's so much work. And it is some work to learn because like we said, it's not talked about and not, there's no education around it unless you go looking for it or are lucky enough to happen upon it <laughs> online. Um, 
but once you like put in that work it becomes second nature like because it really like innately is second nature um but sometimes we just we are so disconnected from that I think especially like you know with me after being on birth control and not having a cycle for six years like it took a deliberate effort to like reset my body and like realize okay I have this other rhythm how can I pay attention to it and like how's it impacting me and then working with that so yeah there's there's a little start (laughs) yeah I I feel like too the a reason I love cycle singing is because it is such a permission slip to trust your intuition, trust your body and pay attention to how you're feeling and go with that as opposed to work against it, right? Because I think most people want to be performing at their peak all day, every day, right? Like if we could be, and we'll, we'll discuss this in more detail, but if we could be ovulation energy all day, every day, that'd be kind of sick, be fun. right? On the, on the outside, you kind of want that. You just think, why I'm, I'm annoyed that I have this cycle. Why am I weaker in the gym at certain points? Why am I more tired at certain points? Why can I not handle sugar the same at certain points? This is so frustrating, right? But if we kind of flip that again, even talking about the mindset shifts like we did earlier saying, this is such a beautiful invitation for you to connect with your body and for you to honor these changes and actually use them to your advantage. Because I challenge that narrative of wanting to be ovulation energy, wanting to be peak performance, peak energy, peak social capacity all the time. I actually really appreciate having the season or the phase of hella social. My my calendar is stacked. I'm doing a ton of interviews and videos and all this stuff at work. And then closer to in my luteal phase, and again, we'll get into this. And as my period approaches, I have way less on my social calendar. I'm not in front of the screen as much. I'm doing a lot more detail-oriented thinking and work. And it, it's so much more fun to do it this way than to live the same day and have the same energy over and over again. So I feel like that's just something, at least for me, that I woke up to in learning about cycle syncing and it just makes you feel like you're not crazy, right? Because people will say, I feel so exhausted before my period. And I'm like, well, yeah, or on my period, I'm feeling pretty tired. And I'm like, yeah, some of that is normal. Obviously there's a threshold and there, there's a line that we don't want to cross, but I'm like, for sure, you're bleeding a lining that you, you just built up for the past 30 days. Of course your body's tired. Let's lean into that. Yeah. What do you want to do? How can we honor that? So I just think it's almost funny that that we're always looking for like the easiest, quickest fix. Like how can we just do the same thing all the time? And like you said, it's just another thing to track, add it to the list, but it's actually such a beautiful invitation to just trust your intuition, listen to your body and go with it instead of against it. So can you start us off at the beginning of the cycle? Can you walk us through each phase of the cycle and how your brain body, hormones, physiology, et cetera, changes. I just want to give people a overview of each of the phases in case they're not totally familiar just yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, quick thought too, that, um, based on what you just said, I think it's so interesting because I even saw someone, very, very popular like TikTok creator. Um, I don't remember their handle, name, whatever. Um, but she shared about like, oh yeah, I just learned that, like, you know, we got these different phases. And she's like, and she just talked about how annoying it was. She's like, that's so frustrating. Like, it's like, I hate being a woman. And like, you know, like, I just, like it's just like, it was such a negative thing. I was like, oh man. And it's so sad. I'm like, it's getting in front of so many people. <laughs> And I'm like, how do people like, gonna no, watch girl, that? Don't. And like, you're just gonna like hate it and be like, oh, you have different phases. That's the worst. Like, why can't we just like have just a circadian rhythm and leave it at that? And I was like, oh no, you like, you missed the whole point. Like, this is such like this is the coolest thing if you like 
I think there's more to it than just like tracking it and all that. So anyway, um, but and one other thing, so I'm a Christian and one of my favorite, like, I guess if you want to tie like scripture to it is in Ecclesiastes and talks about how there's a time and a season for everything. You know, like there's a time for joy and celebrating. There's a time for sorrow. There's a time for harvesting. There's a time for planting. Like it's literally like a whole page of just like, like kind of like the contrast of different timing for different things. I think it's just such a beautiful like example of our cycles. Like there is a time for that high energy. There's a time for rest. There's a time for like that excitement and positivity. There's a time for being a little bit more critical and like detail oriented. Like there's a time for all of it. And when in balance, especially, um, it can be such a gift to pull from those different things. And it almost kind of feels like a superpower (laughs) to like know how to tap into that rather than being like, oh, last week I was so positive on top of it. And now I feel like tired and like critical of everything. It's like, no, like you can use it in a good way and a positive way when you know how. So transitioning that into the different phases, um, starting with the menstrual phase, when we're most likely familiar with, um, our hormones are all at their lowest point. So the main two like hormones of your cycle are estrogen and progesterone. There are other ones doing lots of other things, um, but that's to keep it simple to start there. Um, and so with those being low, you're going to have lower energy, tired, your body's like you said, like getting rid of that lining. So it's putting in a lot of work. Um, and it's almost like winter, like thinking of it as a season is a very popular way to like parallel that and think of it because it's we know the seasons very well already um so it's winter things are cold um even like I guess in traditional Chinese medicine that's seen as like a cold like the coldest time so you think about being like cozy and warm and just kind of just nesting and like like I guess like just grabbing a blanket and just chilling and like doing doing your thing at home (laughs) in your sweats like totally normal like take the time to chill um and then on after your period, um, estrogen's rising, other like the lining starts to rebuild. Um, so it's kind of like spring, you know, things are planting, things are sprouting and beginning and, um, and starting over in a way. Um, so you're gonna feel like a lot more creativity, a lot more energy, um, just like more fun, positivity, <laughs> um, more social too. Estrogen is very like social, like lots of social energy with that too. Um, and then that, all that really peaks around, um, ovulation. And so if you want to tie in fitness too, as that energy is rising, you're going to have more like stamina at the gym. You're going to be able to maybe lift a little bit heavier, um, testosterone peaks around ovulation as well. Um, and so that's really going to be like, like kind of like the go big and go hard timeframe. Um, obviously within reason, (laughs) going too big and too hard is going to put a little stress on your body. Um, but at the end of the day, like you want to do what feels good. And that's naturally what's probably going to feel a little bit better around that time is more of like that burst of social energy, all of that. Because if you think of it, like, I guess from like biological evolutionary, whatever standpoint, (laughs) Like ovulation is the time to go make a baby. So it's like, let's go meet people. Let's go talk to people. Like, let's go find someone. Your sex drive is like through the goddamn roof. Honestly, I fucking live for the ovulation phase. I love it. I'm here for it. It's so fun. I mean, it's not fun when you're not trying to get pregnant, but (laughs) (laughs) it's still amazing. It's just like so cool that you notice it and you're like, whoa, my body's just doing its thing. Like mother nature's so cool. (laughs) And it's just like that, just all out there, like just 
it's just the big energy. Like you want to take up more space and be bigger. Um, I've even seen some things about like our posture changing throughout our cycle and like you just naturally stand a little bit more confident. Um, some studies have shown that like women will naturally put more like effort into like their makeup or even like how they present themselves and look. It's just like interesting. Just, like, it's not even necessarily realizing it. It's just that like, oh, I want to look cute today. You know, I'm feeling myself. <laughs> and girl, that's true. Honestly, yeah. I wear like my cutest outfits like my pink dresses and like my extra feminine stuff I mean I feel like I'm always in a dress anyways but I notice around ovulation I do definitely put more effort into it mm -hmm. because usually when it's like look good feel good but feel good look good you know what yeah. I mean they, they really go hand in hand and sometimes I find when I'm on my shit around ovulation I'm like consistent with my workouts I'm going out with my friends I'm feeling cute oh, yeah. so I'm like putting more effort in it's just like that snowball effect and it's so funny I love that you say that because I'm like oh wait I totally do that it's so <laughs> funny like I've got like a pair of like pink pants and I just feel like a 10 out of 10 in them I'm like I usually pull them out around ovulation the most <laughs> like luteal me and menstrual me can never but like when I'm ovulating I'm like girl yes like who is she <laughs> And then it's just, I don't know, it's just so funny. And then after ovulation, I feel like it's a pretty more quick shift um, into our luteal phase um, and like estrogen and all that kind of drop um, and then rise a little bit again. And you've got progesterone that really picks up, especially if you had a really good, healthy ovulation. Um, you're going to make all that progesterone. Um, and when hormones are balanced, we're not going to have all that PMS and all that stuff. Um but you're also going to feel a lot more of that, like, focus. Um, I will also note that in the luteal phase, cortisol naturally is a little bit higher as well. And so you're going to feel a little bit more, like, aware and on edge. Not necessarily in a bad way. Um, and you don't stress yourself out. But <laughs> you're just going to feel more of that, like, I guess, like, a little bit more critical. Um, and I guess, again, from coming from, like, I guess a biological standpoint is if that's the beginning of pregnancy and, like, you know, pregnancy begins and all of that, it's that, like, okay, we were going out and having fun and being social and now it's time to, like, protect and turn inwards. Um, and so it's, like, fall, things start to cool down. It's also the longest phase. Um, oh, one cool thing, too, uh, is also your immune system changes as well. Um, so, like, you've got a better, stronger immune system. Um, the first little bit of your cycle, so like in your follicular ovulatory phases, and then after you've got like your immune system kind of suppressed a little bit, so you're more likely to get sick, um, which also some people think has to do with pregnancy beginning and just like not wanting to like mess with that. But it's just very interesting. Like you're like every system in your body is impacted by your hormones. It's not just like, I don't know, your sex drive. <laughs> like there's a lot more to it than that. Um and so it's totally normal to feel more of like that inward focus and um, like being a little bit more critical. Like you said, like there is a fine line between like having a little bit too much. I think especially in the luteal phase, that one's the trickiest sometimes for people with like PMS and all of that. But when things are balanced, it's like awesome because <laughs> it's like just this drive to like I need to get things done. So an easy way to it's like with the different hormones. With estrogen, I feel like it's like the growth hormone. Like it's get out there, go big, like all those things. And then progesterone is like the maintenance hormone. So it's like, okay, we're going to keep this intact. We're going to keep up with routines. We're going to keep up with our habits. And just like, it's very much like slow and steady wins the race. And just like that consistent 
effort is a lot easier. So not like big one-time effort that you might feel earlier, but it's just like that consistency and maintenance. So um, yeah, I think that's the, that's all of it. I usually start with like follicular and then go to menstrual, but I started with the menstrual, went to the luteal. So <laughs> perfect. No, I think you made that very easy to follow. So to recap for the listener, we've got our menstrual phases, which is when you're having your period, more like the winter of the seasons. Mm-hmm. Then you've got follicular, which is your gap from your menstruation to your ovulatory phase, which is more like the spring. Then we've got ovulation, which is more like summer. And then your luteal phase, which is more like the fall. And I love what you said about the immune system. And this is actually something that I will talk to clients a lot about because sometimes when, for example, I'm doing a discovery call or an intake thing and they're like, what's with me getting sick in my luteal phase all the time? Like right before my period comes, I either feel like I'm sick or I genuinely get sick. Like what is up with that? And it's it's so fascinating that you're talking about the immune system suppression and I mean, ideally, when your body is doing well, it, it's not so extreme that you're just going to get sick every cycle, right? That That's not the reality of it. But again, it's almost like that little check engine light, right? Saying, okay, clearly we're getting maybe a little bit too much suppression or maybe there's too much stress on the body that's causing the immune system to not react appropriately. And usually it's paired with other things, right? Like lots of spotting, very tender breasts, they're anxious, they're moody, they're irritable, all that stuff. But it it is just another thing for someone to keep their eyes out for. How do you feel in each phase? Even if you just start there before you move into implementing the tips and tricks you're going to give us, if someone is brand new to this, they can at the very least just think, okay, let me start tracking my period so I know what phase I'm in. And let me just pay attention to how I feel. Am I seeing what Caroline's talking about by saying, okay, yeah, I definitely get most energy mid-cycle. I definitely feel more tired and a little bit more like I want to be a bit isolated the week before my period. And I'm really excited for you to explain each phase when it comes to cycle syncing because I feel like we just hate on the luteal phase yeah. so much. Like it's as if it's like a bad thing. But I love that you said, yeah, okay, maybe you're not as social. Maybe you're not um, as active, but you have a lot of mental focus and you can really put your head down. So I'm I'm really excited for you to describe almost like the benefits of each phase and how we can harness our power in each of those phases. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting when you get into it and realize like how natural that is like if someone is starting out I would say just start with like tracking your cycle um at least your period if not your period and ovulation so you kind of have like those anchor points um to track all four phases and then um just paying attention to how you feel because how I feel in my follicular phase and how someone else feels in their follicular phase might be totally different um like I I love planning in my follicular phase because I feel like creativity. I feel like, you know, it's okay. Like we're starting things up again. Like let's get things going. Um, but I've had other people tell me they're like, I like planning in my luteal phase because I have more of that attention to detail. And so sometimes it's just preference, but it's like, I think that's another key thing with cycle syncing. It's not just, um, like, okay, cool. Because my hormones and my body is doing this in this phase, I have to do that. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's where we're starting is understanding what our body is doing but it's to understand your individual body and like how that works for you. Um, I'm trying to think of how, like, how to put it. Like it's, it's really like individual. I think we often will trade like, okay, like I'm trying to be the same every day and I've got this routine. I've got this habit, you know, I've got this workout program and I've got to go hard every day for the next 60 days. And we trade that sort of rigidity for like, Oh, okay. I'm like, I have a cycle and I'm going to, you know, things change from day to day and I'm going to do that to like following a different really rigid schedule. Like that's not based on your body. It's based on of like 
some general advice that you saw on Instagram. <laughs> and that's not a fair trade. Like it's a step up. And I think that's a step forward. Um, and maybe you need that structure to start. But as you get into it, like don't rely on like, I guess, a specific routine. And you've got to do what feels good for your body in each phase um, and recognizing what that is. And it also depends like on where you're at in your healing journey. Like if you're brand new and you have like terrible PMS and you really don't like your luteal phase. I actually just had someone talk to me last week. Um, she's like, how do you sync with your luteal phase? Um, she's like, I feel really irritable and like, I can hardly get out of bed some days. And it's just like awful. Like she's not doing good in her luteal phase. And for me, like I'm doing great. Like I love my luteal phase. I don't really have any PMS or anything. <laughs> um, and so I was like, me personally, like, this is what I do. I was like, but it doesn't sound like you're there. So like, don't try to do what I do in my luteal phase because yours is obviously different and you're in a different place. So yeah, I just want to throw that out there too because not all like, like everybody's, everybody's body's different. <laughs> Everybody cycles a little bit different. Um, like even like cycle length, um, like you're not always going to ovulate on day 14. Some people don't. Like I usually ovulate like day like 16, 17, maybe 18. Um, and so my luteal phase starts a little bit later. Um, and like, it's just different. Like, I don't know, everybody's body's different. <laughs> you really have to take that into account with cycle syncing. Yeah. And that was, that was really the only bone I had to pick with cycle syncing at first was that I felt like people were taking it as like, I have to follow this to a T, you know, like, okay, in my menstrual phase, I'm only eating these foods. I'm only doing this exercise. I'm only, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. I'm like, use it as a guide. Use it as a permission slip that if you don't want to go lift weights at the gym, yeah, your body's probably more inclined to want to do some yoga. But at the same time, sometimes on the second or third day of my period, I'm feeling like a badass. So you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to go lift some weights. The number one thing is listening yeah. to your body because you're exactly right. Everybody's interpretation of the phase, everybody's current healing path and journey and where they're at and how they're going to feel is going to be completely different. But still use this as a guide because it more often than not will feel very liberating to know that you will not feel the same every day or phase to phase or even cycle to cycle depending on what's going on. And when you're wanting to connect more with that phase, use these tools, but you don't have to take it as a the ultimate thing that you can never veer from. So I'm very, very thankful you said that because when you're giving them these steps mm -hmm. and tricks, I don't want people to think, oh God, I'm going to have to do all of this now and layer it all. But you can take, take what you like, take what you want, and then leave what you don't. So can you take us into the first phase? Tell us how you cycle sync typically with your menstrual phase? So menstrual phase, I will say that's probably the hardest one for me with my cycle and having like really painful periods. Um, and so I will take it easy. Um, I also am really grateful for my luteal phase right before this because I feel like I have the motivation to like get things ready for my period and just get things done. So I'll get like, I'll do maybe a little bit of food prep and just have some like easy meals on hand. And then so in my, in my menstrual phase, like I don't have to worry about cooking and I, I, I take a break from the dishes. Um, and I will add to like, I've talked a lot about it with my husband. Cause like, I feel like it's like a team effort, um, for us. And so he's very aware of where I'm at in my cycle. And I'm like, Hey, like, I'm going to take a break from the dishes for a couple of days. Um, and so he'll take care of the dishes. He'll take care of like cooking and all of that. Um, and so I can take it easy and like just rest and take care of my body, especially if it's a really difficult period. Um, and then if I feel up to it, like I'm down to like 
do the dishes a couple times. It's not like, oh, I can't do it because I'm on my period. But I kind of set that like precedent to where I'm like, I'm not expecting myself to. <laughs> and um, I'm just not really going to, I'm just going to take a break. Um, and then if I feel like it, then I can. So yeah, sometimes like even with movement, I'll just go on maybe a couple walks. I'll do some gentle stretches. Um, like really nothing that crazy. Um, when it comes to like nutrition, I'll make sure that I'm, I, well, I usually naturally crave red meat anyway, <laughs> just for like that iron and zinc. Um, and just replenishing a lot of that, a lot of bone broth, um, lots of hydration. So just kind of the basics. Um, just a lot of warm foods too, like the going back to like traditional Chinese medicine, um, and it being winter and the body being, I guess, in a cold state. Um, a lot of that will like the advice there is to have warm foods to kind of help warm up the body and like keep things balanced. Um, and it just feels better. Like who doesn't love like some like hot chocolate <laughs> or a nice warm cup of tea on their period? Like it feels great, especially as we're getting into like fall and winter. It's just a vibe. <laughs> so on your, on your period, the way that you would suggest to somebody else to incorporate cycle syncing for the menstrual phase, it would be maybe calm down on the intensity of the exercise if you feel and and see fit in the sense that you might want to walk, you might want to stretch, you might want to do more yoga. Is that what you're saying? And then when it comes to the nutrition piece, blood building foods, we love blood building foods, red meat. We love the protein. So good. Bone broth. Amazing. I love like organ meats and lamb and bison, like any, any type of um, usually just animal foods in general are very, very strong for that phase and so beautiful. What else would you add to that list? I would say like mentally, it's a very great time for like reflection. Um, so it's like rest, reflect and recharge. Like that is the easiest way I can sum up the menstrual phase. Um, because you're resting, your body's in a state of just kind of being as most inward as it can be. Um, there is some research that has shown that the two halves of our brain communicate the most during our menstrual phase. Um, and so you like that intuition is just firing on all cylinders and so I think it's interesting because, you know, people are like, oh, women are just being hormonal, which is kind of funny because our hormones are like their lowest point. But <laughs> but also, um, like that is some of the best time to listen to your intuition because of just your like your mental state and everything. And so I love to journal. I'll check in with myself um, and I'll go through like, OK, how do I feel about things in my life right now? Because if there's something that's like my job is like I don't feel great at my job and that pops up every period. I feel like before I would have really easily brushed that off and be like, oh, whatever, I'm just on my period. But now I'm like, okay, obviously there's something there that's like, that's just not working and not sitting right. And I lean into that. So I've actually had some of the best like breakthroughs of my life. Um, like even the idea of like, I need to start sharing about periods. That came when I was on my period. Because <laughs> I went and I was sitting there and I was journaling and it was like, I need to start sharing about this. Um, it was completely unrelated. It just like hit me. Um, and so like, there've just been times or, or even like this last period, just a couple weeks ago, um, I was like, okay, I feel like these are the things I need to work on and, like in my relationship and just like where we're at in life. I was like, we need to, we need to reset and we need to focus on this and this more. And it was a great conversation opener with my husband. Cause I was like, Hey, like we let's talk about this. Um, and so me tuning into my period and really honing into that intuition during that time. And I was reading more. Um, I was like just journaling and just reflecting on 
my life, my goals and where I'm going, where I'm at, where I'm going. And it led to some really awesome conversations. Um, so yeah, I'd say like rest, reflect and recharge mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, like in every way you cannot go wrong. (laughs) Um, and that's going to look, like I said, a little bit different for everybody, you know, depending on how hard your period is or like where you're at, but at the end of the day, like to some extent, that's what you're going to be doing ideally. So I love that concept of, and I actually don't think I've ever thought about it this way, but now I'm like, Ooh, yeah, let's go into that a second. You'll use your period as an excuse to discount what you're feeling. You know what I mean? You'll almost invalidate it completely because you're like, Oh, I'm just on my period. When it, it's actually the opposite. What if your period is almost the door that's opening, that's allowing you to feel it because at this point you are very introspective. It's a good time for you to be thinking about how you feel. It's just so funny that our inclination would be, ugh, I feel this way because of my period. It's not true. You know, like obviously I love my job, for example, but what if you actually used it saying, okay, I'm just going to honor what comes up when I'm on my period and I'm actually going to take it at face value and really think about it and not just brush it off saying I'm quote unquote hormonal or it's because I'm perioding and I'm PMSing and I'm angry or whatever. Why don't you think about it a little more deeply and say, okay, wow, this comes up every period. Maybe it kind of goes away in different phases because you're right, right? We've got other things on our plates. We're maybe not as introspective at those times, whatever it may be, but almost use it as an invitation to really dissect your life and think about things. I love the question of what are you tolerating, right? Usually the things that are downright bad are very clear. Things that are toxic, things that are energy sucks. Like we we know that. But what's so dangerous is that middle gray area where it's not so bad that you're leaving, but it's also not great either. You're kind of in that middle ground. And I feel like that's where your period is such a beautiful time to wake you up to those things. So I love that you kind of gave us the invitation of journaling on your period. How am I feeling about things? How am I feeling about my life? Can I talk to my partner about things at this time? Not necessarily make any rash decisions, but we can just talk about how we're feeling and and how we're moving through this phase. And I want to ask you too, how does, because in my personal cycle, I noticed intimacy wise was always much lower on my period, during my period, which I mean, to me makes total sense. My body's bleeding. I don't think I want something in there when I'm trying to get out. But then sometimes I would feel guilty because I was like, oh, I feel like I should want intimacy the same amount every day before I learned about my cycle. So can you talk to us about intimacy with our partner? Even if we don't want to have sex, are there other ways we can still be cultivating that intimacy? You know, do are we just cuddling? Like, what are we doing? I love that you brought that up because I totally forgot to touch on that aspect, which is a huge part of our cycles. Um, so I'd say like, it's normal for it to fluctuate that our cycle. Ideally, like it's not, it shouldn't be like you only have libido during ovulation. <laughs> like yeah. we want that to at least be there like somewhat like throughout our whole cycle, but it is totally normal to fluctuate because that has very much to do with our hormones um, and desire changes, um, all of that. So I'd say like, like around ovulation is probably gonna be like ideal. Like your body's like, let's go make a baby. <laughs> like let's go to town. Let's just, it's gonna feel great. Um, it's gonna feel a lot better. Um, like just all things are working at that point. Um, but I do think it's interesting because I know on like during the menstrual phase, it kind of is split. So 
the uterus sits a little bit lower and so some people feel like that puts more pressure on all of like our reproductive like sex organs and everything and so it makes pleasure a little bit easier um and some like a little bit stronger some people are like I am so like on it during my period (laughs) but then other people are like don't touch me (laughs) so I'd say either one like I mean, get it. it's your cycle it might be a little bit different from the next person and that's totally normal um so yeah everybody's body is a little bit different um I'd say like for me personally I'm like it just depends like sometimes I'm like not like oh I'm on my period so we can't do anything um or like maybe exploring other forms of intimacy like maybe not even necessarily like sexual intimacy or even just like just cuddling and just chilling you know like I just want to cuddle and watch a movie for six hours <laughs> you know and like that's totally fine you know you can still connect with your partner um in like a physical way in different like there's different ways to explore that and tap into that so um and then with the follicular and luteal phase like follicular you'll probably feel like a good like right after your period or at the end of your period like all right now we're getting back into it <laughs> let's go and baby yeah keeps building and building towards ovulation and then in the luteal phase I feel like most people are like i just like chilling like I'm not really feeling it I will say that maybe like during the middle of the luteal phase because estrogen kind of like has its second smaller peak at that point um you might feel a little bit of that pick up again um but totally normal for it to ebb and flow I'd say generally speaking it follows the rise and fall of estrogen and like testosterone um as like a general guideline but like I said during your period when estrogen is at its lowest you still might feel like on it (laughs) right totally and is it is it true i i've heard this but i'm not totally certain but i've heard that arousal your ability to orgasm like how wet you get all that kind of stuff is correlated to estrogen so is it normal for someone to need like lube for example around their menstruation or shortly after and then maybe in their luteal phase again it's more so just normalizing things because I'll have these conversations with clients or even with friends and it's like, okay, guys, like who's losing, you're using lube. Like what, what's the deal with that? Or like, should I feel bad if I need it? And it's like, I, I, at least personally, I've noticed that specifically around ovulation, like you said, when everything, like your body is primed and ready, this is what it's for. Obviously arousal is going to be typically the easiest. Orgasm is usually the easiest, like all that stuff because your body's like ready and waiting. But in the other phases, again, cycle to cycle, body to body. But sometimes it's more like, oh, I I don't really outwardly feel like it. If we get going, I can get into it. But there's less of that innate drive. So I just kind of want to normalize it for someone who's thinking about their their sex life. And maybe this is something that they're struggling with. If we could just kind of talk about intimacy for a second, that they shouldn't feel guilty about wanting sex and wanting intimacy at certain points in their cycle more than others? And is there any validity to the arousal, the ability to orgasm, the ability to self-lubricate in different phases of your cycle? Is that related to your hormones? Oh, 100%. Um, I think it's interesting. There's a book I read on intimacy um, and like just like sex, how like sexual functioning, especially for what like women and all that. Um, but it's so interesting because even though this is like a sex expert, um, I learned a lot, but she talked about like, oh, some people think that your cycle has to do with it and it doesn't really impact it. I was like, that was the one thing I hated about it. <laughs> I was like, that's Wrong. not true. <laughs> um, and because I was like, it totally does. Like that's kind of like biologically, like the whole point is like, to, I don't know. I feel like that's incredibly ignorant to think it doesn't. That's so, that, that to me sounds like, how could that possibly be true? Yeah, you know, totally. And like, I'm like anyone who has like a cycle can be like, 
I've experienced otherwise. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I don't think you could find someone that is like, oh yeah, I've had like the same consistent like drive throughout my entire cycle with no changes whatsoever or like arousal or orgasm, whatever. Like, no, that's going to change. <laughs> um, and that's totally normal. Like, I think also pairing it with like the other aspects of like initiation and even like creativity and like you might feel a bit more creative and fun and spontaneous like in your follicular and ovulatory phase and then in your luteal phase and menstrual phase you're like I just don't want to get that creative <laughs> I just want to do what I know works <laughs> and missionary please too. come on I don't want to do the work <laughs> yeah, just like just this is different you know like that outward extroversion almost and like half of your cycle and then like that more introversion of just like chilling like in the other half of your cycle yeah totally totally normal for that to like fluctuate and impact that and again like communicating to your partner about that and like so then their expectations that they're not like confused of like why were things like really great last week and then like this week you're like don't touch me <laughs> or like I'm not feeling it like it's like oh I was that is so <laughs> important so important and if you haven't had a conversation with your partner and you are someone who is in their fertile years you're a menstruator or you're working on like having a cycle again, or maybe even if you're on birth control, please have this conversation because your partner will be thinking it's them and it's not, you know, they're going to be thinking, why are you not as attracted to me? Is everything okay? Am I not doing what you like? It's so important to set the stage and just the precedent that, Hey, it's not you. It's not our relationship. It's nothing. Sometimes my body wants sex more. Sometimes it's more responsive to intimacy and sometimes it's not. When I had that conversation, it was such a breath of fresh air for myself and my partner because they were like, true, I'm already kind of expecting these fluctuations. I'm not like, oh God, what am I doing wrong? Oh no, she's not she's not into me anymore. Oh, I, some, I'm like turning her off. It's like, no, 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 no. Sometimes like we're on it and things just flow. And sometimes we need a little bit more work or sometimes it's just not happening and that's totally okay. So I'm just, yeah. I'm glad we could write that permission slip for people and please- yes. Talk to your partner about intimacy because they deserve to know. And just having this conversation is going to make it so much easier. Okay. So can you take us now to the follicular phase? So menstruation, we got it. Menstrual phase, it's like the winter. You gave us some great tips and tricks for mental clarity, intuition, journaling, beautiful, and then more uh, so a few things to do with our food and our exercise. Now let's talk about follicular. How do we cycle sync or how does someone cycle sync in their follicular phase? I feel like the follicular phase is like so much fun. Like you think about like spring when things start to warm up and you're like, oh my gosh, we can go outside and like we can go through this and that. And you start making all these summer plans. Like it's just like so exciting. And so I, it's a great analogy if like the seasons because it, that's exactly what it feels like. Um, and so you're going to get that uptake in energy and creativity. And so I like to channel that into planning. Um, I like to plan in sync with my cycle. So instead of just doing like monthly planning at like the first of every month, um, I'll plan at the start of my follicular phase for like the next four or five weeks until like my next period in follicular phase. So for me, that's like worked really, really well. Um, I will admit that I am like a lifelong procrastinator and I've really struggled with that, like all the way up until I graduated college. Um, and the most like helpful thing was working with my cycle because it was just working with those built in rhythms instead of trying to like fit my body into a box that it doesn't wasn't designed to fit in. Um, and trying to be like, okay, if I'm just more diligent, I just plan better. And I just like write out every second of every day. Like I'll just, I, I just work harder. It's going to be better. It's like, my body's like, nah, this works. <laughs> like we're not a robot. Um, and so like in the flakity phase, I love planning. And, um, since like, I have been pretty familiar with tracking my cycle for two years now, um, like I know when I ovulate r roughly and so I can plan ahead, um, and know 
roughly when I'm going to be in my luteal phase um, and my menstrual phase next um, and like likely when I'm going to be ovulating. And so I will plan in advance with that. So I will um, take everything, like all the reflections I did during my period and like, okay, maybe I need to work on these goals. Maybe this is something I need to lurk into. Um, also because estrogen gives you like almost like rose colored glasses <laughs> and you just feel a lot more positive and like excited about life. Um, and so I love being able to like start up new hobbies or start up, um, like a new habit because it's like, it's like planting spring, you're planting seeds, like in so many ways, you're physically building up that uterine lining and you're, it's a great time for starting new growth and other aspects of your life as well. Um, so there's just so many parallels between like physically what your body's doing and like emotionally, what is going to be feel most natural and like innate. So yeah, things are building, things are starting. Um, and just really tapping into that. Um, like I remember I worked in HR for a little bit. Um, and I, like, I would use that to plan and maybe set up meetings, um, and just get a little bit more like creative with my ideas. Um, and just talking to people like, Oh, what if we did this? What if we changed that? So just taking advantage of like the social skills (laughs) and, um, and the planning and all of that. So, yeah. And I feel like the ovulatory phase is very, very similar. It's just like that on steroids <laughs> to where it's like all of that to the max of like planning and um, socializing and even like speaking engagements. I try to plan that for when I'm in like my follicular ovulatory phases. Um, going to the gym also like is going to be different. So your endurance, um, your strength, all of that is going to pick up with estrogen especially around ovulation when testosterone peaks. Um, but also that makes you more susceptible to injury because sometimes we get so positive, we get a little carried away <laughs> and get a little overconfident. <laughs> We're like, I can do that. And then you're like, oops. <laughs> so I will add that as like a little caution. We love all the phases. and I love like ovulation and the follicular phase and everything. But I do notice that sometimes I will just like especially when I'm ovulating, just say yes to everything. It's like, oh, I can start five new hobbies. Like I can learn how to crochet and embroider and like I can do this and I can do that. And like, and we can start up like, you know, game night with friends and like we should have people over on this day. Like I'll just try to do everything and I have to be really careful not to. (laughs) But it's just like the go big energy and I have to like rein that in a little bit. (laughs) So yeah, I feel like the flicking ovulatory phases are very similar, just at different levels, if that makes sense. So can we think about it almost as like a curve or like a slanted curve going upwards, right? Where menstrual, you're kind of at the bottom there and then follicular, you're going up this ramp Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of climbing, climbing, climbing to the ovulatory. And then the ovulatory is almost like the, the little peak at the top of the curve. And then we kind of go back down. Is that, is that the picture like someone should kind of have in their minds? Not necessarily that each phase is like their polar different, different, um, polar opposites from each other, but follicular and luteal are kind of cut from the same cloth, but you're almost working up to your ovulatory, or sorry, follicular and ovulatory, but you're almost working up to the ovulatory phase as opposed to thinking them as two totally separate things. That's how I like to think of it. I feel like that's the easiest way. I know some people like to distinguish a little bit more from like the follicular and ovulatory, but like based off of like, just for the sake of cycle syncing, I feel like it's just the easiest, um, I will add to when it comes to like metabolism, um, your metabolism is like the most efficient um, during your follicular and ovulatory phases. 
And so that means like your caloric needs aren't as high. You still, they're still high because you're a grown woman. (laughs) So please nourish your body. (laughs) Um, But you're, it's a lot easier for your body to digest like more like fresh and like raw foods um, and things like that. So, so this is when like salads and more like, yeah, yeah. Fresher raw food smoothies maybe, but would be digested easier. Yeah. And then I think I know what you're going to say, Ludiel, but I'm going to let you say that. (laughs) So that's something nutritionally people can do more salads, more fresh things, colder things if if they Mm -hmm. feel that they need to. Can you also intermittent fast more in this phase or should we just kind of not be doing that in general? How, how does that work? I will say like that, I know is a hot, hot debate in like the cycle syncing community and like hormone community. Um, I like my personal opinion is like, if you're healing your hormones, like just focus on like creating safety in your body. Um, but I do know that there are many people who like have a healthy cycle, have a healthy, happy period. Um, and when it comes to intermittent fasting, I know there's like emerging research on that as well. That's becoming more popular. And so if you are going to intermittent fast, um, I wouldn't go anything too extreme because the female body does not love extremes, (laughs) but intermittent fasting is going to be a little bit more ideal in the follicular and ovulatory phases um, if you're going to pick to do it. So that's another thing like nutritional, like with your nutritional needs changing, like that, it's not like you can do like necessarily do that every day. That's going to like intermittent fasting is drastically going to impact you differently in your follicular versus like your luteal versus your menstrual phase. So yeah, that would, that's like, it's kind of like you get to do the research and explore with your body too. Like for some people, maybe they find that that helps them like feel better in those phases. Um, but maybe for someone else, it makes them feel like trash. <laughs> so always listen to your body first and, but like experiment with it, like find what works and find what, like, if that's something that you're interested in, try it. <laughs> okay. So in the follicular phase and then kind of moving into the ovulatory phase, we're gearing up with exercise. We're being, we're usually a little bit stronger at this point. We can handle more intensity, which is awesome. You'll also, I I find sometimes notice I'll even have like slightly less sleep and feel just as rested. Like, again, you're just, you're a lot more resilient to almost everything. Um, and then you were saying, resilience is a great word. Yeah. Yeah. Resiliency. 100%. Yeah. You're working up to that resiliency. And then you were saying mentally, you are gearing up to be much more social. So this is a time when you can plan kind of early days of the follicular phase. Once you've been intuitive on your period and your menstrual phase, gorgeous. Now we're going to take that and start to plan out the next love you were saying three to five weeks or whatever you see fit. And then are you starting to stack your social calendar you were saying and any speaking engagements? Obviously, if you have the luxury of being able to sign up for a certain time to do a presentation at work, or maybe this is when you ask for a raise because you're feeling better about yourself and you're more resilient. Are these like little things that we can be doing in these phases if, of course, we have the flexibility to do so? Yeah, totally. It's like, you know, if you've got that extra boost of confidence, you've got more creativity, you've got a boost in social skills. Um, I think it's so interesting seeing like (laughs) even planning when I will record like podcast episodes for myself. Like I try to plan it when I'm like my follicular, especially like ovulatory phases, because I know my communication is just going to be so much better. When I tried to record, when I'm like late luteal, I'm like stumbling over my words and like, I'm like, I cannot think straight. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, we'll just wait like a week or two and we'll just do it then. So yeah, 100%, like take advantage of that confidence, um, the energy, the creativity, like that positivity and just channel that into your work, into your home life, like into your social life and just like go for it. 
Beautiful. Okay. So now we're passing the top of that curve. We just passed the ovulatory phase. Talk to us about the luteal phase and how someone can cycle sync in that phase. I would argue that like the luteal phase is like the most unique. I feel like there's just so much to be learned about in the luteal phase compared to the other ones. Um, there's so much to learn from everyone, but with the luteal phase, there's, I think there's the most changes comparatively. So um, you've got progesterone was highest only in this phase. It's the longest phase. It should be at least 10 days long, like 10 to 16 um, is like the range we're looking for. And um, with progesterone, and you've got, like, like I said, a little a good bit of estrogen. It's not nearly as high as progesterone, ideally, but it's still present. Um, and cortisol is naturally a little bit higher. So you've got greater attention to detail. Um, you're going to feel like that motivation to just get things done, um, finish things. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny when like, I should put this on my Instagram and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely feeling luteal right now. Like that nesting urge of just like taking like cleaning and like deep cleaning. Um, like I went to go vacuum the living room and then five minutes later, I like had made like <laughs> a grout cleaning solution. And like, I'm like deep cleaning the grout in the kitchen. I'm like, how did we end up here? <laughs> Like, things I would not do in any other phase <laughs> but it's just because I'm like oh I I saw something online and I'm like that needs to get clean right now and it's just like I probably wouldn't have even noticed that in my follicular phase so it's just funny to me um just like how like just like pinpointed I am on certain things um and kind of like I mentioned earlier too I feel especially towards my late luteal phase um, things really just like that motivation, that innate drive to just get things done and wrap things up, um, and to finish things. So it's, it's so interesting. If I had to sum up like all four phases, it would be, um, like initiating, starting, um, and then growth and like explosive growth <laughs> and then, um, maintenance and rest. So, um, I guess I'll be starting with the follicular. So follicular is the building, um, and then the ovulatory is the growth, luteal is the maintenance, and then menstrual is like the rest and reflect. Um, and then it starts all over again with building all that. So the luteal phase, like I really feel like that drive to just kind of tie things up um, and get things done um, when it comes to like habits and all of that. Um, I just really focus on consistency. Like nothing, I don't always try to start new things. Not that you can't, it's just not as... Like, it's not my first thought. In my follicular phase, I'm like, okay, let's start this. We can try that. Let's plan things out. And then luteal me is like, okay, like, let's just try to keep things good. Um, try to keep up with those habits. Um, especially if you're trying to start a new habit or like a new hobby or something. Like, let's just keep up with it. Um, socially, I feel like it kind of varies, you know, from more introverted, extroverted. I'm a little bit more introverted. And so I'm like, like, I can have people over. And it's not like it's like the worst it's just like I'm not feeling as social and bubbly and <laughs> and like fun <laughs> um and I I think especially like when I was going to school um and like working in more of like an office job I really tried to just work on like getting things done doing a little bit more of individual work um and talking to people as needed but I wasn't feeling as much of like that team energy if that makes sense so yeah a lot more um just starting to turn inward individual work, um, consistency, just keeping up with what I had, um, I guess is like the best way to sum it up. <laughs> in our luteal phase, what are some of the superpowers we have in this phase? Cause again, I feel like it's painted black so much. It's just like, just get through it. If this is when you feel your shittiest, just like 
white knuckle through your luteal phase and it will all be fine when your period's over. Like, how do we actually embrace it? What are some superpowers we have? What are some things that we should lean into and really embrace in this phase? I say really embrace more of like that turning inward. Um, I feel like especially in like our culture, we are very much like extroverted. Um, There's a really great book I've been reading about like the power of introversion. It's called Quiet. Um, But it's really cool to see like how you can use that to your advantage, whether you're introvert or not like an extrovert naturally, um, using a little bit more of that introspective and that attention to detail. So for example, like if I am starting up a big project um, and I'm designing something, say I'm designing a presentation, whether that's for work or for whatever, um, I'll usually plan that out, you know, make some sketches in my follicular phase um, and really work on like the creativity, the building, like, oh, what if I added this? Or like, how can I make this engaging for people? Um, even like the visual design of it. And then my luteal phase, I'll use that to go back and look through it and be like, okay, like, what did I miss? Um, like having a little bit more of that critical eye. Um, Cause like with progesterone being dominant, you don't have like those rose colored glasses. Like this is going to be great. Everyone's going to love it. <laughs> and like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Um, and so <laughs> you can take that and be like, okay, like, where can I, like, where can I improve this a little bit? Um, like, does this flow well? And just really looking at like the, I guess the in-between details of um, like just taking advantage of being a little bit critical. I feel like that word is also like very like negative, but that can be such a good thing to have like good critique um, of your own work. And so really taking advantage and trying to finish it up too. So like using the presentation example of like, okay, going through it, finishing up the small details um, and really making sure it is like, like going to be solid um, and maybe getting some feedback on it. Um, and then on my period, like reflect on it and just kind of think about it, maybe put it aside and take a break from it and come back to it. my follicular phase and kind of like, if you, you have the time to kind of go through it again. So yeah, I feel like it's a really awesome time to just kind of look deep and look, um, and like with yourself, um, even with like in like your relationships, it's like how, like, just that like Im- like that improvement, not being too critical because I think that can be like, obviously we don't want that, but some critique is so awesome for just any aspect of your life, whether that's presentation or even like um, looking at like yourself and like, okay, like I can do better here. Um, this isn't feeling right. Um, and like tapping into that, like in a positive way. So I will say that there is a skill like emotionally to that. If you're like, beating yourself off and being like man I'm just the worst like I'm always doing this and this and that like you might feel that a little bit in your luteal phase but trying to transition that and be like okay like I noticed that this is happening and coming up more like and trying to channel that in a positive way (laughs) um instead of like beating yourself up so like yeah it's it's great I think attention to detail is like a superpower um and like that gets me a little bit more critical um and that attention to detail um, turning inwards and having that, I guess, more like inward, like home self focused. Um, like I not want to be out and about as much. Like I want to be more like home and like deep cleaning (laughs) and maybe just listen to a podcast. Like even like the music I listened to, I made a reel like months ago about this, like the music I listen to when I'm driving is totally different. You know, when I'm my follicular novator, I'm going ham, I'm blasting it, I'm singing at the top of my lungs, and Ludio Me is like probably listening to a podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. And just being more like logical and like informational, I guess. So yeah, that's I guess you've got a lot to love from it, even if it does there's a little bit of a learning curve and there's some to learn like 
the just, but. And we don't want to just say just because you're not as naturally energetic and social, that doesn't mean it's a bad phase. Mm-mm. You're you can use it to be constructively critical. You can use it to really evaluate some things, especially when we pair it with the menstrual phase as well. Like this is when we're, like you said, turning inwards, asking ourselves questions, maybe journaling a little, a little bit more, trying to bring things to the surface, asking yourself, how do I feel about this? Okay, let me just see and sit in my body and ask myself, what is my intuition telling me? How is my gut feeling about certain things? And then just kind of let it ride in your follicular and ovulatory. And then it's almost like that that yin and that yang, so to speak, yeah. right? Of that that balance. So we've got those four phases. Beautiful. Love how they pair with the seasons. It's just, I'm like, come on, that that's not a coincidence. The fact that they go in order with the seasons. I'm like, oh. it's so cool how much that pops up. Cause I remember when uh, so my husband studied business. Um, and when I very first started like cycle way and everything, um, he like was like, Hey, I'm gonna help you plan this out, get this started. And so he shared like a bunch of like business, like documents and stuff with me and like how to get things and how to organize things um and I was planning my first workshop um and he's like okay so when it comes to project like project management and planning um like you go through these four different phases you know like there's the planning and development phase um there's like the um like I guess what is it what was it called I guess like the um like the launch phase that's what it's launch phase and there's maintenance phase and then there's like one more and I was like this is just the menstrual cycle. <laughs> like, dude, I had to built in. Like, I just think it's funny because business is a very much like a masculine, like male dominated field. And like, like you go back, I don't know, the beginning of business, it's like primarily been men. And I'm like, I just think it's funny that like men had to go through how much work to put in, like to figure out that there's like four phases of just natural rhythm of things. And I'm like, we just have it built in. Like, literally that exact thing take a page out of our book yeah like from the dawn of time like we've had this (laughs) so I just think it's hilarious to see like that parallel and like in so many different things whether that's business or like product management like the seasons like we got it built in Mm -hmm. that's right there (laughs) we're amazing pretty cool mic drop we're amazing (laughs) okay I want to ask you one more question to kind of round out the cycle singing piece is there anything that you think that someone should absolutely not be doing in certain phases? Are you like, avoid this? This will actually make things so much harder for you. Would love to know. That's a great question. I would say, I guess like just avoiding the opposite mindset of thinking that like you have to push through it and like do the same thing every day. Um, and kind of like repeating earlier of like not overly fitting yourself into a new box (laughs) of like, because I'm in this phase, I have to do this. And just always making sure to listen to your body. Like it's really as simple as that. And just learning how to listen to your body. I think that is like the learning curve of cycle syncing is like, okay, I've never really paid attention to that. Um, Or just bringing up like new things, like even um, just recently, I've been talking about like hobbies and like your cycle like like I just started a new hobby I'm like it's great I'm in my follicular phase it just feels like fun to start something new um and I ask people I was like have you ever like thought about your hobbies in sync with your cycle and everyone most like majority of people were like never thought of that because <laughs> it's just like not our first thought usually um so there I think that's the learning curve is starting to pay attention to that so I wouldn't say there's anything like oh don't do that um The only thing I would add that I forgot to add for the luteal phase is nutritionally um, is that like your metabolism 
changes during that phase. And so you really want to make sure that like, you are eating like more calories because there's a reason you're more hungry. <laughs> um, and you're also like more s- sensitive to blood sugar spikes. And so making sure your meals are balanced, all of that, like that's another key thing. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say there's anything like you should definitely not do like other than don't push through <laughs> any phase, don't push through any like of your like cycle issues. Like don't ignore those in the name of cycle syncing. <laughs> like I think it's, oh man, this is so funny too. I saw, um, I was doing some research on like menstrual health as I do. And I found someone who is, um, like a menstrual health, like fitness expert supposedly. Um, except I thought, again, this like, this is someone who's like, oh man, you got it. Like you just missed the whole point. <laughs> Cause she's like, oh, um, she like her program is all about like going the hardest. I think during your menstrual phase, she's like because that's when you're most hormonally like a man. And I was like, what? <laughs> was oh like, god! Like, oh, because estrogen and progesterone are low, you're most hormonally like a man, so it's best. And I was like, anyone in their menstrual phase, healthy or otherwise, is no, not no. going the hardest at the gym. So, <laughs> oh, kill me, kill me. I know. I was like, how much money has this person made off of like this? I was like, you're on the right track but you just missed it it sells yo because people are like this is revolutionary it must be true yeah i'm like revolutionary but like in the wrong direction (laughs) so i just thought that was so interesting like like advocating for the menstrual cycle while like discounting it it's like so you're still trying to like be like oh because you're most biologically like a man at this point this is the best i'm like you this does not feel like advocating for like menstrual health at all (laughs) this feels like you're saying it gets in the way and it's causing problems, which is not how this works. So anyway, I would say like, you know, if you saw that advice or any other advice or whatever you see online, um, people have different goals, especially when it comes to, like fitness. So, you know, someone like I've seen people that are like really into like strength training and like, like not quite like bodybuilding, but just like they love going to the gym and lifting. Um, and like, but they're like huge advocates advocates for like menstrual health, but like they're lifting all throughout their cycle, different weights and different all that. But like they're doing all, all throughout their cycle. For me, that's not my goal. And I'm not feeling like that in my menstrual phase. <laughs> so just because someone else is doing it and they're even if they're cycle singing doesn't mean you have to do it. So yeah, that'd be like my little wrap up tidbit <laughs> when it comes to cycle singing. Thank you. No, that was perfect. So tell everybody where they can connect with you. If they want to learn more from you, if they want to come say, hey, ask you any questions about cycle syncing, tell them where we can find you and connect with you. And then do you have any exciting new offering services, anything like that coming out that people would want to know about? Yes. So I would say um, I'm on Instagram um, and Facebook as well. I share about my everyday life, pretty much with cycle syncing. I'm like, hey, this is what phase I'm in and this is what I'm doing today. Um, just hopefully give you a little bit of an idea um, and just see what that looks like in application in like everyday life. So yeah, at the end of the day, like my goal is to make it really simple for like just everyday people because it's so complicated up front. Um, so I'm on Instagram at cycleway.workshop. Um, you can find me the same, same thing on Facebook. Um, and then my website is, um, cyclewayworkshop.com. And we have workshops that I do just to like, they're live workshops. I have, um, one for girls actually eight and up who are starting out. Cause it's like the education we all should have got before we ever started our period. <laughs> 
Um, and then I have one for adults as well. Like, Hey, here's everything you should have learned <laughs> earlier on. And just talking about like a lot of things like this and diving a little bit more into it. Um, and I've got, um, actually the most exciting thing is, um, I just designed a cycle syncing planner. And so it's like a regular everyday planner um, designed to help you track your cycle and like, so you can start paying attention to that. But I, cause I could not find anything like this out there when I wanted to start cycle syncing. Um, and so it's like really everyday planner where you can plan out like your month, plan out your day, um, and your week and everything. Um, but that also takes account your cycle. So, uh, we are starting the pre-sale for that. Like by the time you launch this, like by today, <laughs> um, and it's Fantastic. like, like just barely pre-launching. We've been working, I've been working on this for almost two years now. So it's gone through a lot of edits and a lot of changes to make it as best as it can be. Um, but yeah, you can use the code, uh, root and remedy for an extra little discount, um, for you guys oh, too. Thank you. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. A little, little something, something for you. Um, and on top of that, we're doing a pre-sale. So you get a little extra bonus, even more so for you tune into this whole episode you heard it here first guys yes we got you covered we got you covered all <laughs> things cycle syncing all things planning let's now use this information for our own bodies and again it'll help you pay attention to how you're feeling right you can use it as like a planner but also a tracking tool to mm -hmm. stay just aware right of, yeah. of how you're you're moving through each phase and how your body and brain is changing yeah because i remember like i just got so sick of like trying to plan with my cycle and i go between my period tracking app and then i go between my planner and just like trying to especially if you're doing yeah. it on your phone like between your calendar and this and that like there's just so much back and forth and so now i can just like open it up it's like cool i'll be on cycle day 14 here's what i'm gonna be doing and here's how i'm gonna be feeling like here are the goals i've set so you can like set goals and sync with your cycle and all that good stuff because i'm like this needs to happen <laughs> So. I can't wait to use this. Yes. Uh, oh, this will be so much fun. I, I'm going to have to get, get myself a copy. I'm amped. Oh, That's yeah. going to be awesome. <laughs> but Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the episode on the podcast. I learned so much about cycle singing and this is already like my whole life, but you, I love just the way that you detailed out certain things and you gave us all permission to lean into and understand our bodies, but take everything with a grain of salt, right? You weren't pretending to be this like number one guru that everyone should follow blindly. You're like, take this and implement it if, if you see fit, if you feel like it works with your body. And you gave us a lot to work with, which I'm really excited about when it comes to your strengths in each phase, as opposed to the drawbacks of each phase. And I feel like people are going to take this and be able to just connect so much more with, with their cycles and ideally structure their day-to-day, -day, their month, their cycle, et cetera, in a way that supports them and that makes them feel so much better and just like life can be a little bit easier because when you're going against your innate biology and your hormones and the way you're feeling, it's so exhausting and you just get angry and frustrated at your body. Whereas when we can start to implement things that you talked about, now we're moving with that, that natural ebb and flow as opposed to always, you know, pushing upstream. Right. Exactly. It just makes it flow easier and like it takes a learning curve, but makes our whole life easier. So worth it. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on today. I really, really loved our conversation and it was very enlightening for me too. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Root and Remedy podcast. If you like this episode and you find our information helpful, then it would mean the world to us if you would leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Google, or somewhere else, just click that rating and review button and leave five stars. That allows us to continue to bring you great guests, free information in the women's health field and get this podcast out to more people who need it. And of course, if you want to explore any of our courses, our one-on-one -on -one services, or any other resources,
resources we have, you can find everything at rootandremedywellness.com.